Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's All Widgets Flutter podcast. My name is Hillicorn, and each episode we get a chance to talk with another amazing Flutter developer. This episode, we're lucky to be speaking with Matt. Welcome, Matt. Really happy to have him on the podcast. Can you share a bit about yourself? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt Sullivan. Uh, I'm the uh, lead for the Flutter developer relations team here at Google. Nice. And how did you end up on the Flutter team? In a very, very roundabout way as these things happen. Um, everyone who is familiar with Flutter probably knows Seth Ladd. In fact, definitely knows Seth Ladd. Um, Seth is awesome and was the um, product manager on Flutter uh, for the longest time and has been a huge advocate for Dart over the years. Um, I've known Seth um, on and off um, through my job and I think it was IO two years ago um, when there was initial rumblings um, about Flutter um, Seth asked me to um, lend a hand with um, helping out um, at I.O. with Flutter, and I did. And I fell in love with the tech. And when the opportunity came around to join the Flutter team, um, Seth pinged me, and I, uh, I jumped in um, feet first and um, have, haven't been happier. That's really cool. When I started with Flutter, uh, many of the posts I read were written by Seth, answers on Stack Overflow. Uh, it was tremendously helpful. Um, can you talk a bit about your role on the team? Sure. So we're in the Flutter uh, DevRel team, developer relations, and um, our job is um, sort of two-sided. Um, firstly, we um, uh, are there to help the Flutter community um, basically learn and grow and develop expertise with Flutter. So um, we do, you know, fun things like uh, videos on YouTube. We do um, blog posts. We go out and we talk um, to the community um, and um, hopefully um, help um, people better understand and build better Flutter apps. On the other side, um, we are there to help the engineering team build um, a, a piece of technology that fits well with what um, the community needs. So we listen very carefully to what's said um, um, by um, our community followers. And then we make sure that's distilled and fed back to the engineering team um, who are excellent at um, listening to what's said and um, helps evolve the product. And I'll say that Flutter has a really, really wonderful vocal and welcoming community. Um, I haven't seen one as friendly or as embracing. And the evolution of Flutter um, for a long time now and hopefully well into the future has been driven as much by the community as by um, anything else. So um, a big thank you to the community for being vocal about where Flutter should go and what Flutter should do um, and the high and the low points. And we are listening and we will continue to listen into the future. Nice. And can you talk a bit about uh, the overall direction things are headed for this next year? Do you have a sense of uh, what the priorities are? Uh, it's, it's, it's like living in an accelerated timeline these days. I mean, this time last year, we were, uh, well, we were in alpha, I think, at this point, um, heading towards uh, uh, beta, which I think got released at IO18. Um, it's hard for me because everything gets compressed in my head. And where we were, um, the start of February last year compared to where we are the start of February this year is 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 it's just a huge journey um, that's happened in the last 12 months and I'm looking forward to having this type of conversation again in 12 months time just to see where we are um, uh, next year uh, at the beginning where are we going at the moment well um, we are uh, making sure that flutter is fit for purpose and flutter is um, a solid stable piece of tech 
we hit 1.0 and we are um, squashing bugs and we are making sure that um, when we move into 1.1 and 1.2, um, the product continues to be even more rock solid and stable. Um, we're going to invest a lot of time in our plugins. Um, we have a whole bunch of plugins built um, internally here at Google, and some of them haven't hit 1.0 yet, and we intend to make sure that they get there um, at, a, uh, at, a, at, a, at a strong pace. And we continue to look very carefully at um, what plugins we need to build ourselves. We're very supportive of the community, and we encourage you, go and build more plugins um, and help um, um, evolve our, our package and plugin ecosystem. But um, there are some things that we um, we feel we need to do ourselves, like you know, camera plugins, in-app payments, things like that. Um, and we're paying very careful attention to where we see gaps um, that are causing people issues, and we'll continue to uh, to build out there um, as well. Cool, that's great to hear. Uh, other aspects you personally like most about Flutter? Where to start? Um, I am a server-side developer at heart. I always have been for, for, for many, many years. Um, if you ask me uh, what my, 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 my first true love was, it's probably Python um, building on the server-side, um, which I still um, dabble in um, uh, because I, 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 I love programming in Python. Um, but I never really clicked um, with the UI. Um, I can handle JavaScript, HTML, CSS, but I can't build things that look good because I do not have a good UX bone in my body. And similarly with mobile app platforms, I struggled as well. They never really clicked with me. Um, Flutter, on the other hand, just gelled. And I think I've probably written more UI front-end client-side code um, in the last 12 months than I've written um, previously in my entire, uh, my entire programming um, uh, life. And so... I just clicked with Flutter. I clicked with its 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 reactive framework, which took me a few weeks to get the hang of. But when I got there, I'm like, this is going. This makes me much more productive. I clicked with just the way how widget hierarchy works. I think the Eng team has done a wonderful job creating a system that is um, elegant and and understandable. Um, and I'm also super impressed with what the tooling team has done. I think we have excellent tooling for Android Studio slash uh, IntelliJ, and I am very grateful to them that I've invested in Visual Studio Code because um, I'm more of a lightweight IDE kind of person. So I like my atoms and I like my VS codes and I like my Vims when I when when, when you know um, <laughs> the mood takes me. Um, and some people like the more heavyweight or feature-rich IDEs, um, such as the IntelliJ products. And I'm glad that we support both of those. So I think our tooling is is great, and it's something we're going to invest in a lot more. You're going to see a lot more um, uh, help um, coming from us in terms of profiling and in terms of being able to inspect what's going in your apps as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But Flutter has made me a capable app um, developer. And that's no mean feat. Nice. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Flutter very much is batteries included. And it just makes for a great developer experience. Um, are there any things in Flutter, if possible, you'd like to see changed? Oh, what would I like to see changed? I'm looking forward to the Dart language evolving. Um, I think Dart is a really nice um, condensed language. It's very easy to get to grips with. Um, when I first started programming um, in Flutter, like Dart 
never ever got in the way. I was I was productive from day one because I knew C sharp, I knew Java, um, I knew my C style languages, um, and Dart has lots of um, um, you know additional little syntactic sugars on top of languages like that, which I really um, uh, which I, I I really like. Um, but there was a time when like we went from Dart one to Dart two, and that was. A Herculean effort because think about it. We had a an optionally typed language that went to a strongly typed language, and to do that inside um, you know compilers and VMs and everything else is not an insignificant task. And so, hats off to the um, the Dart engineering team to make that happen. But it took a long time. Um, and while that happened, the Dart language didn't necessarily evolve um, in the last couple of years. Now that we have gotten to Dart 2 and Dart 2.1, we're going to see an accelerated pace of Dart adding new features and Dart evolving into the future, and I'm super excited about that. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing um, new features inside of, of Dart, I think is my, uh, is my biggest... Uh, my biggest uh, 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 I think that I'm looking forward to. Nice. Are there any uh, Flutter tips you can share? Oof. Um, I think I'm responsible for some of the widgets of the week on YouTube. So um, whether people find those useful or not uh, will be interesting. I've just um, filmed a couple, one for um, sort of like around positioning. So I did position, then I've done um, a line as well. Um, so... One of the things I did struggle a little bit with with Flutter was I would have containers and I would have other things. I would have stacks and how do I position things correctly and whatnot. Um, and the way I tend to do things now is I tend to use stacks and I tend to have widgets overlaid on top of one another. And I've spent a bit of time getting used to how the positioned widget works. I've spent a bit of time getting used to how the aligned widget works. I've spent time looking at um, things like um, fitted box and box constraints. And once you start to get those clear in your head, it's very, very easy to start to very carefully lay out um, your widgets um, in an elegant manner, which doesn't lead to a bunch of crufty code where you've got multiple columns and rows trying to do um, your positioning, like a la the old style of HTML tables. Um, once you've gotten, when, once you get to grips with the the the, the um, sort of the alignment and um, constraints layout pieces in Flutter, I think things really start to fall in place. That's good advice. Uh, and I have to say, the Widget of the Week videos are excellent. They're just dense. Uh, and there's just a lot of valuable information in each video. Uh, so I personally really appreciate them. Uh, I look forward to watching the future ones. So, um, it's funny because we, we try to be a little... Um, we try, to, we try to be a little different on YouTube and not just do the usual things. So we've gone to two extremes. On the one hand, we have The Boring Show, which... I'm shocked anyone watches because um, it's an hour of us struggling to write like decent code. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting experience sitting there um, in front of a camera and trying to work out where your curly brace has gone missing <laughs> uh, for ten minutes until somebody taps you in the shoulder and goes, um, "It's there." And on the other hand, we've gone to the uh, the, the the sixty second um, widget of the week, so we're um, we're playing around with those things. But um, we hope that widget of the week is useful. The intention is to give you as much information as we can in 60 seconds so that you can get a flavor for what these widgets do and then hopefully entice people to go and experiment more with them. Cool. I'd also say the, uh, the 101 series, yeah, I think four videos that covered some key concepts, things like keys, uh, stateless and stateful widgets, also incredibly helpful videos. Uh, I definitely recommend if you haven't seen them, someone listening, check them out. Definitely worth watching. 
Absolutely. I think uh, Emily and uh, Andrew and Philip and co have done a, did a fantastic job. And stay tuned. We'll have a, a follow-up series to that in the very near future. Nice. Is there any, any word on uh, having a separate channel on YouTube just for Flutter? Um, that is something that uh, may well happen in the near future. Um, we have to, you know, consider, you know, splitting ourselves off from the regular channel and whether we, you know, whether this is more useful to people or less useful to people. Um, but um, because we have, um, uh, you know, a, 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 I would say a reasonably dedicated following in YouTube now, which I'm very grateful. Thank you for everyone who watches those. Um, we might well create our own channel, um, but uh, more on that maybe in a month or two. Amazing. That would be great. Um, another topic, state management. Do you have any just general thoughts or advice you can provide? State management is probably one of the trickiest things to um, get to grips with um, in Flutter, especially if you're coming from um, other app development platforms or even, you know, just your standard, um, uh, your standard, you know, MVC slash procedural models of doing things. Um, I struggled with it when I first started Flutter. I was like, okay, I can build widgets into trees and now this button gets pressed and oh wait, now this widget over here needs to know that this button was pressed and then this happens and this data flows. And it's, it's not that straightforward to grasp in your head when you haven't really played around with these systems. And we're lucky that the, you know, um, things like React.js and React Native have paved the way for um, thinking about state. You know, you have wonderful things coming from those communities like Redux and whatnot um, that are very, very um, useful. And the Redux, there are multiple Redux implementations for Flutter. If Redux is your thing, re the, the Redux package and Flutter Redux for Brian Egan are great ways to go. Um, I personally prefer using streams. Um, I know there's... You know, we talk about the block pattern and whatnot. I tend to condense it down to just, you know, using streams to stream data throughout my app and being able to listen to changes on those streams. And so the way I build apps these days is I tend to have a stateful widget which contains a number of either behavior subjects, which comes from Redux, which basically uses stream with um, when you subscribe, you automatically get the last um, item that was um, placed into the stream. And then to take data in, I just tend to use um, stream controllers um, as sinks to get data in. And I find that then by the judicious use of this stateful widget wrapping, wrapped in an inherited widget, I can very easily access these streams and use Stream Builder to listen for data. And I can just directly call the um, sync add for for pushing data around that's my preference but if you're starting flutter that's additional cognitive load um, that you need to take into account and we worry about this a lot because you know it's already an ask for a developer to come along who isn't familiar with a reactive pattern to look at how flutter works from a reactive standpoint in terms of the widgets and how the tree is built and how the rendering works and immutability and stateless and stateful um, so for people who are starting with Flutter, don't try to grasp everything at once. It's a really good idea to get used to how the widgets are constructed, to how stateful and stateless widgets work, and use something like, I mean, I would recommend people start with scoped model. I think scope model is a nice, simple, elegant way of handling state inside your app. And it may be you know, somewhat coarse-grained, um, for people in terms of, you know, when your model changes, it might rebuild more parts of the tree than you need, and you might want to have multiple models for that. Um, 
that you can mark things as do not rebuild unchanged. But conceptually, it's a very easy way to go, I have my model of data, I can place the model into my tree, and then I can basically use the scope model descendants to interact with my model and to rebuild when the data changes. It's a great place to start, and if later on you decide, you know, I would like a little more fine-grained control and just listen to when this one particular piece of data changes, graduate onto streams at that point. So take, don't take too large a step when you first start with Flutter because I've seen the smartest of developers struggle initially because their brain is still wrapped around um, a, a, they haven't wrapped their brain around um, this sort of reactive way of doing things um, in Flutter. So there is no wrong answer to how you want to do state in your app. Redux, scope model, streams, there are others. Choose one when you start with that you can grasp the best. Again, I recommend scope model. And then look at others later on when you start to get proficient. That's great advice. Um, do you have any tips you'd give someone just starting out with Flutter? Oh, there's, you know, there's so much content now. Um, there's the Flutter um, weekly newsletter. Um, I'm not sure. What is it called? Is it Flutter Weekly? So I think... I think there are two. There are two I subscribe to. One is the Flutter Weekly, and uh, we can include the links in the episode notes to both of them. Yeah, so um, I think I'm subscribed to the Flutter Weekly, and I just look at that, and I'm like, I don't have enough time of the week to read, all, read through all these because there's so much good content. Um, where would you start beginning out? I mean, we have, um, we have a couple of code labs um, in Google Code Labs, which is um, uh, beginning Flutter parts one and two, and there's a good primer for... Um, learning Dart for Java developers, um, and we're going to continue to um, maintain and evolve those going forward. Um, I would definitely start with like the getting started section of the website. Um, we look at carefully um, is also good to do. But the community has created a ton of of getting started content. I know there's um, courses out there. We did one in Udemy. Um, there are other um, more beginner orientated ones as well on things like Udemy and other places. Um, the community itself has um, um, curated um, sets of links for all sorts of different um, pieces. So it can be a little overwhelming starting with Flutter. But the way I started was um, I went, I, I dissected the um, out-of-the-box um, uh, incrementer app, um, which gives you a flavor for stateful widgets and whatnot. Um, and then what I started to do was I started to build small little apps myself. And I dug into the documentation. I looked at some tutorials online. When I started, there wasn't that many. Now there are. And I just slowly built up my expertise from there. I didn't worry about things like I'm going to like handle like complex state or I'm going to have multiple screens. I just started with a simple one. I did some HTTP, um, uh, pulling some data in, and I started to build from there. Um, the other thing that I really like about Flutter is the fact that Dart is asynchronous by default, so we get all those benefits that you see in things like JavaScript for the web, um, where I don't have to spin up multiple threads um, to handle a HTTP call or handle um, some sort of I.O. Admittedly, if you're doing processing, you do want to use isolates, which is at a very coarse level um, uh, threading equivalent in Flutter. But um, the... I find that if you're not used to the asynchronous pattern as well, it can be a little daunting with the async and await. So getting started with that, 
go to the Dart Lang website. Um, there's some great documentation on, um, uh, there's a, you know, there's just a description of the language. And then there's a, a page called Effective Dart. And Effective Dart is a great way to learn some of these common patterns. Nice. And IDE of choice, IntelliJ, Android Studio, VS Code? VS Code all the way. Um, I, you know, I was, when I first heard VS Code and Microsoft was taking the, um, the, the uh, Electron and building one, I was, I was skeptical. I'm like, you know, why, you know, what, what, why, why do this? You already have like, you know, um, uh, you already have Visual Studio, admittedly it doesn't run other platforms. Um, but when I started to use Visual Studio, it's such a well-built, clean, simple IDE. It rapidly became my IDE of choice, and Microsoft has done a fantastic job building that. Um, we have a wonderful Dart and a wonderful we have a wonderful Dart and Flutter combined plugin for Visual Studio Code, maintained by uh, Danny, who's uh, in the UK. Uh, props out to Danny for doing a wonderful job there, and. You know, I use it for, they have probably the best Python support I've seen. Um, so I use it for a variety of different things. And I just find it simple. It lets me do what I want to do and doesn't get in my way. Um, so I, I, I'm more about the get code down than the, 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 the what IntelliJ has done, which is really, really strong um, support for, you know, profiling and being able to build these much more sophisticated visual plugins. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Visual Studio Code for that. Um, it's just I think there are two different ethoses going here. And again, I tend towards minimalism than um, feature rich. Awesome. And finally, is there anything else you'd like to add or promote? You know, um, I am I'm shocked at the level of um, the level of enthusiasm. Um, for Flutter, I mean, I don't do I don't do Flutter because it's my day job. I am a really fortunate person um, where Flutter is my day job, um, and you know I come into work because I love playing with Flutter. I love building things in Flutter, and I I love interacting with the the, the, the community um, on a regular basis, which is why I go out and I I I, I do talks, I do whatnot. Um, not because it's required of me, but because I like to actually um, see what the community is doing um, with it. So um, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who uses Flutter. Please continue to be vocal because we listen. And yes, there are 4,000 open issues on um, GitHub, but we read every one of them. Um, and you would be, I am surprised at the, the level of, um, effort that everyone puts in to making sure that they listen. And sometimes they don't necessarily get answered quickly, but you know, rest assured they do get read and we do take your comments on board. So if I was going to plug anything, I would say that, um, I am very, very grateful to the community helping to promote Flutter and to um, help us evolve it going forward. Amazing. I have to say, I've watched many of your videos. Uh, and so just thank you for all the effort you put in. I've learned a tremendous amount by watching your videos, um, especially early on. I watched the Udemy course uh, and then also other talks you've given. Uh, they're always incredibly clear uh, and tremendously helpful. Thank you for everything you've done. Really appreciate it. No, not at all. I think the um, one of the decisions we took with Flutter, because Flutter is so... Um, straightforward to use is we always try to include live coding in all of our talks because we feel that's the most direct way to talk to developers. Um, and 
it's been a nerve wracking experience starting with that. And as you may have seen in certain events that happened in December, it doesn't always go to plan. Um, but I think um, I, even though they are nerve wracking, I, I, I love going up there. I love showing live coding because I always learn something new every single time I do it. And what better way to uh, show how Flutter works than to actually show it, uh, to show it live on stage. So we're going to continue to, um, we're going to continue to uh, to do that, and I'm sure we will continue to educate people with our uh, with with some hilarious missteps along the way. Uh, it worked out in the end, and I was incredibly impressed how calm and collected you guys uh, were able to remain. Uh, I think most developers would have panicked on the spot, but you guys managed to get the app working, which was incredibly impressive. <laughs> it was it was a roller coaster ride. Kudos it was fun. To it was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting for you. Right. Uh, Matt, thank you very much for taking time to be on the podcast. Uh, if anyone listening likes to tell their story, go to itswitches.com and click podcast in the top right. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for having me. Bye-bye.